What's going on, everybody? This is Heath with Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. And I want to take a second to tell everybody, don't forget to subscribe to Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. Give us a follow and a comment if you like the episode. You can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Heath Tillman or Stephen Tillman. The link's in the bio. Go to it. You can ask questions or whatever. But we went. We mentioned last episode, we love doing local shout-outs. And I got a guy, Christopher Sargent, he played for Faith Academy, and he plays for first base for Southern Miss Golden Eagles. He graduated from Faith Academy here locally in Mobile, where he led them to the 2018 Class 5A State Championship. His season, his season, his stats last season, or this upcoming season, he was – he had 58 RBIs, 21 home runs, which is incredible. He batted a 269. He was the MVP of the Hattiesburg Regional, and he helped lead them to a 47-19 record in which they hosted the regionals and the Super Regionals against Ole Miss. What's up, Chris? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem, dude. Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Yeah, man, you know, I was born and raised here in Mobile, Alabama. Um, I uh, went to Faith Academy. I went there since. Started in sixth grade and uh, through twelfth grade, graduated from there. And you know, I played football, I played baseball, and yeah, like you said, I was able to finally uh, senior year was able to win the state championship, and you know, it was amazing feeling. Nothing better better than you know winning a state championship in high school, and that's the goal at the end of the day. And you know, I just uh, blessed to be here, man. That's awesome. And you mentioned that state championship. I'm gonna in a little bit. I want you to break down that state championship because if I remember correctly. It kind of ended on a wild play where y'all thought y'all lost the game, but is that the right game I'm thinking about? No, I was the year before then. You were the year before then. Okay, y'all went back to back. Okay. Well, we're going to start with some fun questions. So, what age did you start playing baseball? Uh, I started playing about five years old. I've been playing pretty much as long as I remember. Honestly, I don't really remember not playing baseball. I've played it literally for my whole entire life. Every single summer, every season, I played baseball my whole life. So it's pretty much your first love is like a sport? Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. I know you played football a little bit. Did you play that a lot or just mainly focused on baseball? I mainly focused on baseball, yeah, yeah. You know, in high school, I enjoyed playing football. You know, it gave me some off time from playing baseball. But, yeah, as soon as the baseball season came around, I was ready to play. I was ready to go and ready to get on the field. Good deal. Have you – you started – uh pretty much every game this year at first base. Has that always been your position, or you, was you more of a utility guy or what? Yeah, coming into Southern Miss, they recruited me. You know, I played junior college at Coastal Alabama, but, you know, Southern Miss recruited me as a utility guy. But, yeah, Southern Miss needed a first baseman, and when, when I the year I was coming in, they knew I could play first base well. You know, I have always caught coming up. I caught for in high school, but I also played first base in high school. So, you know, honestly – my, my my first year of junior college, I played first. I caught my second year, and going into Southern Miss, they knew I could catch, but I ended up at first base, and for the past two years, I've started every single game at first base. Yeah, that's awesome. So, talking about Faith Academy here locally, do you have the head baseball coaches, Coach Seymour, do you have any funny stories or sayings? Like, I know when I was in high school there, he had a saying called sipping on sarsaparilla. You aren't doing nothing but sipping on sarsaparilla. Do you have any funny stories or quotes that he used to say? Oh, yeah. Coach Seymour, he's great, man. Great coach. You know, Coach Seymour always uh, – there was one say. I can't really quite think about it. It was uh, – oh, man. He was uh, – something about when somebody – oh, when somebody called him, he'd always answer the phone and be like, 
hello. <laughs> oh, wait, just, so, just something crazy like that. But a funny story about Coach Seymour is every year a freshman came in, you know, the, the a freshman, different one every year. We had this little um, kind of joke prank we had. Coach Seymour would tell them to go get the left-handed curveballs. You know, he'd put a time limit on it. They would start they'd start going around and looking for the left-handed curveballs. And, you know, after five, six minutes, he would say, you got about a minute left, or we got time left until you find it. So everybody, everybody's screaming at him. All the players are screaming at the player. And finally, you know, Coach Seymour's, you got 30 seconds. You know, and he's like, I just don't know where they're at. Coach Seymour says, all right, everybody up. Time to run a time lap. Right before we go and run the time lap, and he looks at that player and goes, come on, man. There ain't no such, there ain't no such thing as a left-handed curveball. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Coach Seymour, he's a, he's a really good coach and a really good guy as well. You know, and you mentioned sure. winning that state championship, and it felt like Faith was always so close when it came to baseball winning, but what did it, what did it mean to the senior class that you had but winning that state championship and bringing that back to the school. Oh, yeah, it meant so much, man. You know, uh, I started since I was a sophomore. We made the state my sophomore year. Played Russellville, lost to Russellville. We made it again there junior year against Russellville. We, we, they, they took us down again. And just to be able to senior year, play Russellville again and be able to finally beat them and pull it out, it was it was amazing. It ain't no better feeling. No, and the only better feeling would be winning the College World Series. Yeah, that, you know, like you mentioned, you know, at the start, that's really why you play team sports is to win, you know, and that that's, that's awesome. Right. And I know I was super proud. I was already graduated, but, you know, just y'all winning, I knew that y'all had been there back-to-back years and lost, but then to finally win, I know that was a great feeling to y'all. And mentioning that team, how many of those players, because I know that team was really loaded, how many of those players are playing at the next level in college, do you know? Well, I know that uh, our shortstop, John Griffin, he's at Pearl River Community College right now, and he was rec- recruited to Auburn out of high school. And, you know, he you know he felt like he needed to go junior college, so that's where he went. Um, of course, I'm at Southern Miss now, and uh, Reese Ewing. Reese Ewing graduated with yeah. me. He's at Southern Miss with me. Um, you know, Gabe Shepard, you know, he yeah, went yeah, to Southern yeah. Miss. He, he was on that team. You know, Gabe kind of had some arm problems and had to hang up the cleat with his arm and everything. But, you know, he was still on that team, and, you know, helped us out win that state championship big time. Um, Eli Giles, you know, he, he, he's a pitcher at Alabama. Um, let's see, uh, Braxton Bell, he went on to play junior college with me at Coastal Alabama. Um, his brother, Jackson Bell, ended up playing junior college with me at, at Coastal Alabama. So, uh, you're looking at seven or eight of the guys, them guys went to play uh, college baseball. And that's incredible, just on one team to have seven or eight That's guys right. go play the next level. Did Brooks Carlson, did he graduate the year before that? He graduated the year before that, but, he yeah, he's also playing college baseball. Yeah, he's he's playing at Auburn right now. If I, I think they just beat Stanford to advance in the College World Series. It was an elimination game. Shout out to him. That's really awesome. Heck, yeah. But uh, So, winning that state championship, that's pretty much your favorite memory, playing at Faith. Oh, for sure. You know, just, you know, finally be able to beat Russellville and, you know, Bring the state title back to Mobile is 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 a great feeling. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, we talk a lot about here. We do a lot of local shout outs, and it seems like there's so many great players. Like you said, y'all had eight on one team to go play the next level. Where do you think Mobile ranks as far as most talented, you know, baseball cities around the country? Because I know you play against a lot of guys from a lot of different places. But where do you think Mobile ranks? Um, you know, I think I think Mobile is way up there in the rankings. We've had. You know, Josh Donaldson played here. He's in the big leagues. You know, P.J. Walters played here. He's in the big leagues. 
I mean, we've had so many guys from Mobile, from Alabama area that, you know, went on and have successful college careers and major league careers. You know, Caleb Lopez, he was able to get drafted out of Mobile. And, you know, I, honestly, I think that we're within, I don't know, the, definitely the top 25 within around the whole world, honestly, of, of bringing out college athletes and, you know, even professional athletes. Absolutely. I mean, I agree 100% with you. This this area, you know, Mobile, Bowen County, you know, we just produce so much really good talent. I know a different sport, but the NFL, we just had six guys drafted here locally. So the talent around here is incredible. But, you know, really transitioning into Southern Miss this year, what y'all had a 47-19 and record, which is really good. You know, what What do you think, what was one of the one or two keys that made y'all so successful this year? Yeah, early on, man, we – just um, our coaches talked about it all the time chemistry, chemistry, and like with this team, man, like we didn't have one person that thought they were better than the other. Every person wanted to help each other. And the biggest thing with playing baseball, you got to be a team. You got to play together. And we, and every single person, would bought into in the program and how we did things. And you know, every single game, we just we went out and we played for each other. And you know, we had one of the best pitching staffs in the country this year. No, numbers show it all the way around. I think that that really helped us go far this year. You know, of course, we got a bunch of we had a bunch of good hitters that you know put up good numbers this year. But all the way around, when it comes to statistically around the world, around the country of of, of, of college baseball teams, our pitching staff was one of the best in the country. Yeah, y'all really did have a great pitching staff. Didn't one of y'all's pitchers just make the All American team? He did. He did. Yeah that that kid. He, it showed his strike to walk ratio, and it was, it was something insane. Like he only maybe walked eleven or twelve guys all year, which is yeah, I think it was like one twenty to eleven, yeah, something, something crazy like that. I mean, that's insane because there's nothing you know worse than when a pitcher just walks a guy and don't really let his defense help. So when you got a strikeout to walk ratio like that, that's incredible. But let's go to the uh, y'all's regionals. So y'all are playing LSU. Y'all already won a game. Y'all are playing LSU. Uh, you hit a bomb in the bottom of the eighth to put y'all up, I think, 6-2. Is that right? That's right. Put y'all up 6-2. And then y'all end up losing. LSU ends up coming back and beating y'all to put y'all in the loser's bracket. What's the thought process going around the team after that loss? Was y'all defeated? Was y'all mad? Was y'all looking for revenge? What are some of the stuff that you as a leader and your coaches were saying to y'all? Yeah, our coaches, you know, after the game, he got us, got us together and was, you know, we put us in a good place to win, you know, and we wasn't able to pull it out. LSU was a really tough team, you know. Throughout the rest of the game, we played them two more games after that. They didn't they didn't go away easy. You know, we knew that after that first game, it was almost like a learning learning thing with LSU. We have, we've never played LSU in, in the year, you know, during the season, so we didn't really know much about them. But after that first game, our coaches really looked at us and was like, look, it's going to be a grind. You know, they're good. They're, they're they're a great SEC school, you know. They're gonna um then they're not gonna quit. You know that's what they didn't do. You know they made us work every single out we got, and it was just like definitely after that, like we finally won it or whatever. It was just like a, a breath of just fresh air to know that they got no more outs to keep going. That's right. And so y'all get put in the losers bracket. So you play is it Kennesaw? Is that how you say it? Kennesaw. Yeah. Kennesaw. So y'all play Kennesaw first on Sunday, and you actually hit the walk off hit and extra innings to win. What is that feeling? I've never done that in my life. I'm sure you may have done it multiple times. But what is that feeling, hitting the walk-off and your team is, you know, dogpiling you and stuff and just getting real hyped? 
Yeah, it's a great feeling. You know, just 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 to know that I was able to do it for my team, and you know, that I look at them as like brothers. Just just to know that I was able to let us keep going and keep moving forward in the season. You know, I've been in that situation so many times. You know, I've been four holes for so miss for the past two years, just about every single game. And you know, I've came up in them positions plenty of times. And in that position, I just knew that um, there was bases loaded. I knew they had a pitch to me. You know, we was tied and. They had to come right at me, and I was—I knew that I was going to get that pitch. And you know, just breathe and just calm, calm down, and just know that don't let the moment get too big for me. And I was just able to see that pitch and you know drive that run in. Yeah, that's awesome. So you know, moving forward, y'all beat LSU that night, and then you're playing a Monday, basically an elimination game. Winner goes to the Super Regionals to face Ole Miss. So y'all fall down four to one, I believe, in the top of the fourth. And you come up at that neck in the top of the fourth, and you start the inning off with a single. What's going through y'all's mind after you fall down four to one? Does the doubt creep back in of oh no, you know we can't beat them? They're a big SEC school, or do you have that confidence from beating them the night before? Yeah, all season long, I feel like uh, you know we have a lot of coaches. My coaches talk to us about what other coaches say, and you know one thing they said about our team was if, if we're down six nothing, if we're down like you said four one. It's like we, we, we never panic. You know, we always – we have that confidence in each other that we know that our pitcher is going to keep throwing us and keep us in the game. And eventually we really feel like and we're confident in our players later in the season that we're going to be able to, you know, get the runs in and do the right things to win the games no matter what the scoreboard says. Yeah, and so in that game y'all battled back and it's tied going into the top of the ninth. I think LSU – y'all were up one in the eighth. LSU scored to make it tied going into the top of the ninth. You lead off the inning with a single, and then you come around to score for the winning run in the top of the ninth. You know, what does that feel like, kind of like at the walk-off? But what was that feeling, knowing that y'all are going to the Super Regionals? Is that one of your greatest accomplishments you feel like at Southern Miss? Oh, 100%. You know, last year we didn't even make it past the Regional. We lost to Old Miss, you know. And just to see that feeling, that we didn't want it again. So, you know, going up to the top of the inning, you know, I needed, I knew I needed to get on base, so I fought throw a good at bat to be able to get on base and you know the guy behind me was able to uh, hit a single to right that I was able to go first to third in and then uh, you know our uh, one of our uh, really good hitters was able to you know hit me in and yeah it was just a great feeling to know that you know it was it was a team win you know I got a single he got me around the third and then you know uh, one of our good hitters got us got me in it was just it was, the, the best feeling about it was just to know that it wasn't a one-man thing it was a whole team win yeah, and you know that's so. Y'all, you're good. My, y'all have a uh, a really good team, and y'all kept battling. Y'all, like I said, y'all's pitchers were really, really incredible. Y'all's bullpen played great, but you actually won the MVP of the regional. I got some stats here. You went 11 for 21 with a home run, two doubles, four RBIs, and six runs. What do you think puts you in the position to win that MVP? And you know, was you just seeing the ball well? Did you? feel really good going in. I mean, those are insane numbers, you know. So what do you really attest that to? Honestly, you know, most people might not know this, you know, going into that series, I was having a bad back problem. And, you know, I knew I had to fight through it, but it was one of them things that, you know, when you're injured, you kind of just try to do less and not try to do too much. And I think that what really helped me, honestly, was a, it was a benefit to me being, uh, you know, hurting a little bit them games. Cause I didn't worry about doing too much. You know, I just tried to stay backside or, pretty much hit the ball where it was pitched and for some reason it just it just worked out for me that weekend. I was able to stay short and just hit 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 it where they wasn't. Yeah, well, I mean, 
I know I was super proud of you, and pretty much everybody down here, I don't know how you couldn't be proud of you for winning the MVP. But you did mention that injury. You, I, I had this later on in the questions, but we'll go ahead and hit on it because you mentioned it. You know, they mentioned a couple times the commentators in that Ole Miss series in the Super Regionals that you had a back injury. How bad was that back injury, and, and when did it happen? And, you know, on a scale from, you know, 1 to 10, what do you feel like you were limited to? Yeah, so go. it, it started probably um, right at the end of the conference tournament. You know, we had a decent conference tournament. We didn't, we didn't pull it out, but that last game, you know, we, we started getting beat pretty bad, and Coach brought me out. Because he knew, I mean, we we knew we had a great season with it. We was gonna, you know, host, you not really host, but we knew we was gonna make a regional. So, so they knew we, they needed me. You know, on a scale of one to ten, you know, the pain was up to seven or eight most games. But I was limited. I couldn't swing all the way through on some pitches, so I had to, you know, sit back and wait for that one pitch that I knew that I'd be able to get a good swing off and not hurt me too bad. You know, once I got on base, it kind of hurt me a little bit. But it was one of them things that. I don't know, man. I honestly, I got a couple steroid shots before games and just be able to try to grind it out. And at the same time, though, I just knew I needed, I had to be there for my team. I, I couldn't be out. It was one of the things that you know I was blessed to be able to just keep playing. Wow, that's really, you know, that's really impressive. You said that's a seven. You know, that makes it even more impressive what you did winning the MVP. And I know, and I know that feeling. You had to be out there for the team. You're one of the leaders. You're like you said, you're the cleanup hitter. You're a great hitter, so you had to be there, and I'm I'm glad you gutted it through. And I know you I mean you're a tough guy, but that's really cool. And then so we're gonna jump ahead to the super regionals, which, like I said, I was you know, it was really awesome. Y'all made it this far, and you are facing Ole Miss. Y'all split during the season, right? Went one and one. One and one, yeah. Okay, so in you know the first game, I think y'all are down four to nothing, and Reese is up, a local guy, Faith Academy guy, like you mentioned. Reese is up with the bases loaded, and he hits a grand slam, and I. No, it was game one. And he hit a grand slam, and I start, you know, I start going nuts. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, foul ball. I'm like, what are you talking about? Then they show the replay, and it, I mean, it looks like it barely went foul. Did that, like, suck the life out of the crowd? Because it felt like after that it kind of went downhill. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it might have – it was fair, but, I mean, foul by, you know, a few inches, if that. If that. You know, it just, it just missed the pole. You know, it's kind of one of the things. It'd been different if people would have kind of came back and you know got a hit or whatnot. But you know, he kind of came back and you know they they struck out. They struck him out to end the ending. And yeah, it kind of sucked the life out of us. We wasn't really get able to get much going after that. Yeah, and, and they mentioned in the broadcast. I didn't write this question down, but I just got it. They said it was like 126 on the turf. Is that true? Well, honestly, we our our, our, our trainer guy said it was 140 out there oh. on that turf. Wow, Your feet would be burning. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was a tough environment, you know, with the heat to play in for sure. Yeah, so you know, moving on, we Ole Miss, you know, they really they shut y'all out back to back games. Was it more the Ole Miss Ole Miss pitchers just being like zoned in and hitting their spots, or was it y'all just you know y'all just didn't have it? You know, sometimes that happens in baseball. It's a you know you get a hit or you don't. What what do you really contribute that to? Definitely. I mean, it's definitely how baseball works. But, yeah, I think that their Friday guy, DeLucia, he's really good. I mean, just to watch him throw in Omaha the other day, I mean, he, he shut out Auburn to one run, you know, and, you know, he, he's, he's, a, he's a really good pitcher. That's why he's, he's an SEC Friday guy. He's got good numbers. He's got good stuff. He's able to, to command three different pitches wherever he wants it, whenever he wants to. And, you know, he was able to throw, 
you know, eight innings against us and, and shut us out, obviously. But, you know, the next day I feel like we was more pressing. I mean, the last day through, he was good. But he was a freshman. I mean, at the end of the day, he, should, he shouldn't have been able to go out there and beat us like he did. But, you know, that's how baseball works, though. You know, he, he went out and I guess he was still in every pitch and he was able to spot up every pitch and get us to swing at the ones that, you know, he wanted us to swing at. He kind of just – we left him in there – you know, we, we, we let him go longer than we should have, and, and that's what hurt us in that last game. But at the end of the day, that's how baseball works, and you just got to just keep moving forward. Yeah, that's right, man. And talking about moving forward, okay, so next season, what what is y'all's team looking like as far as who do y'all have coming back? And, you know, just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so um, our second baseman, Will McGillis, he's been there five years I know of he he decided to um you know move on and go play his last year somewhere else maybe with his family or you know at another college it, it wasn't nothing against Southern Miss he just thought it was the best thing for his life and his future um we know our, our our lead off most of the year but he ended up you know deep in the lineup later on Gabe Montenegro he's he's put up so many num- great numbers at, at Southern Miss you know he was a he was a fifth year guy and he, he he's not going to be able to come back. And, you know, we got a few pitchers. Our, our Saturday guy, really good guy, came in this year for, for his last year. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we won't be able to have him back. But that's going to hurt us a little bit. But, you know, we got a uh, – we seen we got I signed, we signed a catcher from Alabama, Graham Crawford. He's coming in. I think he's going to be able to help us out a lot this year coming in, especially behind the plate and, um, and you know, in the lineup. But um, pretty much from starters, we got eight starters coming back. And there's even – some guys that played on the bench that was that's going to be able to contribute this year to the team. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, <clears throat> Southern Miss is moving to the Sun Belt next year, right? Yes, sir. Are you very are you excited about that? Because I know, or what it what? I guess I'm asking, what is the caliber level between the Sun Belt and Conference USA? Um, I don't really know much about the Sun Belt. I know we played South the 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 two years prior that I've been at Southern Miss and. You know, the first year that Southern Miss, they were able to they, – they, they, we played them three times. They beat us all three times. And, you know, um, this year we was able to beat them two out of three times we played them. But, uh, you know, South Alabama is a great team. You know, I know it's a team local back at home. But they're, 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 they're a great great coach team, and they're, they're, they're a hard team to play. You know, we played the Raging Cajuns um, in a series this, this past year, I think. We might have two won them, or we might have three owed them. I can't remember, but I know we won the series against them. But you know that atmosphere is really tough to play in, and then they're a really good coach, well coached team as well. I don't know much about any other team in the Sun Belt. I know Troy's in the Sun Belt. I'm pretty sure we have, I haven't able to um, be able to play Troy since I've been at Southern Miss. But just looking at you know South Alabama and the Raging Cajuns, I really think that um, you know it's either going to be it's close to about the same competition, I feel. You know, some belt might be a little stronger in certain areas, but definitely it's not It's not going to be nothing crazy different. Yeah, well, you know, I, I wish y'all nothing but the best, and I think I think y'all have a really good chance of really winning that, winning the Sun Belt next year. Like you said, y'all got eight guys coming back, and a lot of your uh, big hitters, top hitters are coming back, and a lot of your top pitching is coming back, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir, they are. That's good stuff. But uh, so we're gonna talk about your future a little bit. What what does the future hold? I know next year you're going back to Southern Miss, right? Well, that's the plan. You know, and, you know, nothing. It, I I am eligible for the draft this year. You know, I, I've I've had a few coaches call and tell me, 
about you know getting drafted in this in this coming up draft. I'm not real sure what what the future holds in that, but you know if that doesn't work out, yeah, I do plan on going back to play my final year at Southern Miss. There you go. You... Sorry, we had a dog going nuts. But you set it up no, for good. me. You talking about the MLB? Sorry, we had a dog going nuts. Calm down, dog. Here, let's see if you can hear me. But we, I'm sorry, man. But no, you, you mentioned the MLB draft. Okay, so is that something in your future? Because that would be really awesome. And if so, what are some teams that you like and would love to go to? Yeah, most definitely. The draft is definitely something that. I've worked my whole life to um, be a part of and hopefully uh, get drafted. You know, when it comes to the draft, it really, to me, it don't matter what team. But, you know, you know, the Dodgers is, is one of my favorite, you know, probably is my favorite MLB team. You know, another I'd love to play for the Braves is be close to home. I'd be to have family come and watch me, you know, more than they would when I'm way off somewhere in California or anywhere else across the world. But, yeah, definitely the, um, playing in the major leagues has definitely been a dream my whole life and, and it's just right there in my fingertips yeah and what uh so the MLB draft has a lot of rounds is there is there a certain round because it's different than most sports you know can't you get drafted and then like choose to go back to college is there a certain round that most guys say okay if I'm drafted by here I'll go to the MLB but if not I'm gonna go to college I'll stay in college right yeah so a lot of guys will get drafted high out of high school and and, and still want to go and play college baseball, you know, that wouldn't have been me, but <laughs> right. most guy, you know, like Kumar Rocker, he got drafted in the first round, you know, some odd million dollars, but still decided to go to to, high, to, to to Vanderbilt. But yeah, you know, that definitely happens. Like, um, with the age, I, I mean, the age I am in, high, in, in college right now, it, I mean, it would, it would take, you know, a, a good signing bonus to get me to leave, but, you know, by the, 10th round or more, you know, most guys are probably thinking, oh, I might need to go back to college. But, you know, it just really depends on, on what the money looks like, honestly. You know, it's all – it sucks the way it works. But, honestly, when it gets to that level, it's all about, you know, the money, honestly. Yeah, man. Well, I really, really appreciate you coming on here and talking to me and doing a couple questions. And I wish nothing but the best for you in the future and your team next year. If you do go to the MLB, I'll be your biggest fan. I'll be rooting for you. If you stay at Southern Miss, I hope y'all win the World Series. And a quick question before you go. Do you have anybody, do you have a favorite win in the World Series that's going on right now, College World Series? be honest with you, I would love for Ole Miss to win it. You know, they put us out. At the end of the day, it'll make Southern Miss look look good to getting beat by the World Series champion. So, you know, at the end of the day, they're in Mississippi as well, and I think I'm pulling for the Ole Miss to win it. Yeah, no, I, I, I see why you say that, and I agree with it. But I really appreciate it, man, and I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your night, and I really appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate it, Heath. Thanks for having me. All right, thank you. Everybody stick around. It's me and Steve, and we're going to go over our top teams in the SEC. You won't want to miss it. Welcome back to the show, everybody. You just heard Heath talking with Christopher Sargent, baseball player for Southern Miss. Really good interview. Chris, we really, uh, really, really appreciate you coming on and taking time out of your busy schedule to just spend a few minutes with us and talking with us about about your about your uh, future plans and baseball in general. We really do appreciate it. 
So you heard Heath say at the end of the last segment that we're going to do our top football teams for the upcoming season and the SEC. We'll break it down by the vision instead of going the whole um, from like 14 to 1. We'll do SEC East and then we'll go SEC West. I think SEC, I think it's obvious who the number ones are on each side, but we'll, we'll talk about who the lower ones are and, and kind of a few minutes on why. So I'll give my SEC East, I'll give seven and six real quick. So seven in the East, it's going to be Vanderbilt. Um, there's just, there's no way that it, it won't be Vanderbilt. Um, they're, they're horrible. <laughs> I mean, they're not a, they're not a football school. They're, I don't know if they'll, I don't think they're ever going to be a football school. I don't know if they'll ever get past 500. I don't know. We'll see. So they're my last team in the East for next season. Missouri is my sixth team. I just don't think, you know, this, their new coach, or not new coach, he's been there a few years, but I can't even pronounce Dirk Darkowitz, Dirk Dinkowitz, Darkowitz, I believe his name is. Um, he just hasn't shown anything that, that, He's turning it around, so I have them as my number six team in the SEC East next season. Yeah, that I mean that's pretty much mine too. You know, it's I think everybody, if you asked anybody in the world, they'd probably have Vandy and Missouri to me at seven and six. There's really no like deep analysis that you even need because I mean they're just not very good. And I think it's Drinker, Drinkle, Drinkle. I think that's the name. I don't really know, but I, I'm going to give you my five and four, and you know. One of these may shock somebody, but I got Kentucky at number five, and they lost a really a lot of a lot of seniors. They lost a lot of good players, but their quarterback Will Levis coming back, he's really good. And then Florida, uh, Florida is my number four team. You know they just got a new coach in this year. They got a really good quarterback. I think Anthony Richardson. He's a really good guy. He's a really good athlete. But I got them at number four, Stephen. Yes, those are good picks. My number five is. South Carolina, and I know a lot of people are high on them. Shane Beamer is doing some great things. He's getting some really good players. He um, got the transfer quarterback, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, um, from Oklahoma that got beat out by Caleb Spencer Williams. Rattler. Spencer Rattler, that's right, Spencer Rattler. Uh, he was a Heisman hopeful at one point in Oklahoma, so obviously he's talented, very good quarterback Is at South Carolina. For me, it's just one of those, I guess, until they do something – that's uh, that's why I have them at number five because they haven't done anything yet. Um, but it, it wouldn't shock me, you know. It wouldn't shock me if they're like, honestly, it wouldn't shock me if they get up to three in the SEC uh, East next season. Four, we agree on that one. Florida, a lot of hype with Billy Napier coming in, um, getting some really good talent. A lot of players came over from the team he was at that he was coaching in Louisiana. Um, you mentioned Anthony Richardson, just a I mean, freak athlete, big guy, fast guy. Uh, you know, he can run as fast as anybody, but he can also – he has a really strong arm. So, we'll just see if they can put it together. But as of right now, they're my number four. So, I'll do my number three and two real quick. SEC East, number three, Kentucky. I thought about dropping Kentucky lower, but because of their quarterback, I'm not as high on them as a lot of people. A lot of people have him going – are saying he can go – be one of the top quarterbacks in the draft next year? Maybe. I don't know. But the games that I've watched him, I don't see it being, you know, I don't see him being competing with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Bryce Young as a top quarterback next season. But I, I think he's good enough that he can lead Kentucky to – I mean, he led them to 10 wins this past season. So I think they're going to be the number three teams uh, team in the SEC East. My number two team 
even though I hate to say it because, you know, I hate this team, but it's the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, they they had a – I think they only won seven games last season, uh, seven or eight games. It wasn't, like, high, but they were very close in a lot of games. I know if you watch the Alabama game, I think Alabama beat them by multiple touchdowns, but they Alabama pulled ahead late. You know, Tennessee, they run that fast offense. They get up to the ball, snap it. Uh, very explosive offense. So I see them as my number two team in the SEC East next season. Yeah. I, so for me, you know, that's very good. But for me, I got South Carolina at number three. And that may surprise, you know, a lot of people. But I think the addition of Spencer Rattler, and they brought us a little, couple more transfers in. I think they got some good freshmen coming in. I like what uh, Shane Beamer's doing. I think they have a chance to be really good and maybe upset a couple teams. And then at number two, like you said, I got Tennessee as well. They were right there last year, very close to upsetting a lot of teams. They run a really high, high fast offense. Uh, their defense is what really needs to improve, and I think it will. And I would not be surprised if Tennessee upsets somebody this year. So, I mean, somebody big like a Georgia or a Bama or something. But I wouldn't be surprised at that. And then, you know, number one, I think pretty much everybody in the country would have Georgia – as the number one team in the SEC East. I don't even think it's, you know, it's not even hard. They're just – they're a powerhouse. They're like a Bama now, and you're going to have to deal with them. So, I, that's who I got my top three, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Georgia. Yeah, it's obvious. Georgia, like you said, they're my SEC East uh, champion for next season. Like you mean, I don't think it's close. Um, you know, Kirby Smart, obviously he learned from, from Saban, but – just a great coach, great recruits. They lost a lot of players, especially on defense, but I still see them being number one in the East next season just because of all those recruits they've gotten. Um, so I think it's I think it's as uh, Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship next year. So we'll go ahead and roll into the SEC West. Um, so my seven and six, my seven to Mississippi State. Um, you know, the air raid has not worked. <laughs> In the SEC, it really hasn't. I mean, it's worked at other places. You know, quarterbacks always put up huge numbers. They put up a lot of passing yards. They put up a ton of yards, but it doesn't really translate to wins a lot of times, especially in the SEC. I don't see it working unless Mike Leach can can change maybe to run a little bit more. But I, I don't. I think they're going to be the last in the West next season. I almost put Auburn. Auburn's my number six. Almost put them last. I just. I would love for them to be last, obviously, but if they're not, then it wouldn't surprise me. I think, but I think they're number six with all the things that went on in the off season. Um, they lost a lot of players w- between uh, draft, graduation, um, transferring, and then all that. You know, if you follow college football at all, or Auburn fan, or Alabama fan, or just an SEC football fan, you know all the stuff that went on in the off season with them. And they really didn't. I mean, they didn't get any big players. In the, in the transfer portal, like none. I think the biggest player they got was Zach Calzada from Texas A&M, the quarterback, and he's not really a big-time, you know, somebody that everyone was going after. And then even their recruiting class, I don't know exact numbers, but I don't think it was top ten. So didn't have a good recruiting class, didn't have a good transfer portal. Um, so I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're going to have a good season at all next season. Yeah, I think that's where me and you – in the SEC West, I think we're going to disagree a little more. But I'm with you. I got Mississippi State as the worst team in the SEC West. I got them at seven. Like you said, listen, Mike Leach, he's unpredictable. They run the air raid. They throw it every time. And 
it comes down to a certain point where, you know, you got to, excuse me, you got to be able to beat these teams multiple ways, and I just don't see them. But for six, for me, I got Arkansas. And, you know, a lot of people say, man, you know, Arkansas had a really good year last year. Sam Pittman's doing good, which I agree with all those. Sam Pittman is doing really good. But Arkansas had so many seniors last year. And I'm talking like six and fifth year seniors because of COVID, they got to come back. And I see them taking a big drop. And it's not really that they're not going to be good. I just think the SEC West is incredibly loaded this year. They got, there's so much talent. And, you know, when it comes down to these games, they're coming down to one possession games. And I just don't think they're going to have it. But for me, so that's my sixth team. And I'm going to do five and four. My fifth team is Auburn. And I'm not, I'm not hating on Auburn. You just don't know. You know, they wanted to fire their coach during the offseason. He's back. You don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. You know, are they going to go Zach Calzada? Are they going to go that Ashford kid? Are they going T.J. Finley? You know, you just don't know what they're going to do. They got a good running back, Tank Bigsley. Bigsby? Bigsley? Bigsby. Bigsby. Tank Bigsby. He's a really good running back. Their defense is probably going to be good, but you just don't know. And then when the in the best, you know, conference in the best division in the country – you got to have that guy behind center that can take you to the next level. I don't think Auburn does. And then for at number four, I got Jimbo Fisher's fighting Aggies. You know, sorry, I may have a God complex. <laughs> but if that was a joke, here's what he said to Nick Saban. But uh, Texas a and I got them at four. You know, they got Max Johnson. He transferred in at quarterback. They got that kid, I think it's Haynes, Haynes Kings or something. And Haynes Kings, he's at quarterback. So there'll be a competition there. But And they struggled down the stretch after they beat Bama. You know, they thought that was it, but they wasn't. You know, they struggled down the stretch. So that's who I got. I got Auburn at five, A&M at four. Yeah, so actually kind of shocked on the Arkansas pick. I'm not going to lie. I have them a little higher on my list. But So my number five is going to be LSU. Um, I think – I mean <laughs> – I don't think Brian Kelly is maybe a great coach. I think he's maybe a, a little bit above average. I do think he was limited a little bit at Notre Dame as far as um, players you could get and that type of thing. So I think he's going to be better than average. But for next season, just because of they lost a lot of players also, um, you know, they had, what was it, two years in a row, just really two or three years, at least two years in a row, I believe it was, just really, really bad seasons. Um, like like I mentioned, a lot of players transferred, left, and all that stuff. Uh, so I don't I don't think LSU is anywhere close to competing, um, at least not next year. I don't see it. Um, my number four is I think we agreed on this one. Texas A and M. I don't think that thirty million dollar recruiting class is going to do anything. Um, if, if Jimbo Fisher, I know he doesn't, but if you heard this, he might be holding a press conference tomorrow. Saying that I'm a narcissistic, but you know who who cares? Um, anyway, but yeah, I have I have them at number four. I just don't. People think people say Jimbo Fisher's a great coach and stuff. He hasn't done anything at Texas A&M. They've never competed for an SEC championship. They've never competed for a national championship. Never played in an SEC championship or national championship since he's been there. You know, so they I think they've had one. They've never went over nine wins. They've never had ten wins while he's been at Texas A&M. So, I mean, he might they might put it together this year, but until they do, I just I have a middle of the pack next year in the SEC West. So, I'll go ahead and get my 3 and 2. Number 3 is Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin and the Rebels. Um 
I mean, Lane Kiffin, we talked about him last week. He's really gotten a lot better as a coach, um, matured a lot. I mean, he's still kind of a wild card sometimes on Twitter. But um, just a really good coach, obviously one of the best offensive minds in the country. They got some. They got Jackson Dart from USC, I believe it was. So he got his quarterback. Um, they're going to put up some points. The problem has always been the defense, um, which their defense was, even though it wasn't great last year, it was way better than it has been last year. I see them building on that. So I see Ole Miss being uh, one of the top teams in the West next year. And then number two, you had them at number – well, you had Arkansas at number what, six? I have them at number two just because – I mean, I, I just think they did a very good job last year. I, I was impressed with them last year. I really was. They gave Alabama headaches. Um, they gave a lot of team headaches, really. Uh, so I see them doing it again, and maybe some of the some of the games where they were really close this past season, they take that step and win those games the next season coming up. So I have them uh, as my number two team in the West next year. Yeah, you know that that's really good. Uh, those are good teams, but for me. I got LSU at number three, and I had A&M at three, but I flip-flopped them because I forgot LSU got uh, Jaden Daniels from Arizona State, and I really like him. He's a dual threat. He's really good. And I think Brian Kelly's going to come in there and change a lot of things. Now, I don't know what kind of offense they're going to run. If they're going to run what Notre Dame ran, the uh, I-formation, I don't think it's going to work. But if he kind of gets some spread offense, kind of like that, what they did with Joe Burrow, I think it will help them. And then at number two, I got Ole Miss. Like you said, Jackson Dart is coming from USC. He was really good at the end of the year when he got to play. And I think Lane Kiffin is just a mastermind on offense. I think he can manipulate a defense. And when a guy like him that can throw it all over. And a, somebody that you didn't mention that they got, Evans. He used to be a run. He was a five-star running back that all these teams wanted. He kept flip-flopping. And he was at TCU last year, and he transferred to Ole Miss. I think he could be really, really vital for them you know, out of the backfield running the ball and stuff. And Ole Miss, to me, is one of those teams that can pretty much upset anybody. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it could be Alabama, one of Alabama's hardest games. And if they play Georgia, I think it could be one of their hardest games. I wouldn't be surprised if they make it to the Sugar Bowl this year, kind of like last year, win nine or ten games. And I could definitely see them being the number two team. And then, of course, number one, to me, is Alabama. I know you got them one, two. I mean, we we talk about it every week. They're loaded on uh, offense best player in the country, defense, best player in the country, probably the best coach in the country, you know, second best recruiting class coming in. They just got so many weapons. They got so many weapons. And, Stephen, who you got? Uh, Obviously, Alabama, because, as you said, best player on defense and offense in the country. Um, And that's not – that's just, you know, Will Anderson, we'll talk about him. He's a freak. But then on the other side, you have Dallas Turner. Those two are going to – I mean – Defensive coordinators and quarterbacks aren't going to be able to sleep if they're about to play Alabama because I think those two are going to just obliterate opposing defenses. And that's not to mention all the other great players on that defense. Um, Bryce Young obviously is back. He won the Heisman last year. Jameer Gibbs, you know, we saw what he did at Georgia Tech, so just he's going to do even more at Alabama. And then all the transfer receivers they have coming in. I mean, um, Jermaine Burton – the kid, I can't think of his name, Tyler Harrell, I believe it is. Yeah, Tyler Harrell from Louisville Speedster. You know, uh, he might could be the next Jamison Williams. Just super, super fast, stretch of defense. Um, and then the, the running back room is is loaded, so I, it's not even close. I mean, 
really I shouldn't have to explain much to anybody why Alabama is number one and why Georgia is number one in their respective uh, conferences. So hey, it's going to be fun. I'm excited for football. I know y'all are. I know Heath is. We're pumped and we're ready to watch it. But but that kind of wraps it up for us tonight. We uh, we really appreciate y'all listening. Again, shout out to to the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Shout out to Christopher Sargent, first baseman for them. Really, really pumped to to follow him and, and have been following him, but to follow him further in his in his career. Um, so excited for him. Thank you. Thanks to him for joining us. Um, y'all, thank y'all for listening. We know we love to hear from y'all. Anybody you'd like us to try to try to reach out to 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 interview we're always looking to interview people and especially local talent here we we love talking about the local talent here in mobile and talking to those guys so don't forget to email us tillman's corner sports talk at gmail.com subscribe to us uh, follow us hit that notification button so that you know when a new episode is released Um, we love y'all we appreciate y'all heath you have anything you want to say yeah, shout out to David uh, Murphy from uh, David Murphy Talk. Wait, what is it? Sports Talk with Murphy and Mobile? Yeah, that's right. Sports Talk yeah. with David and Mobile. Sports Talk with David and Mobile. Soon to be, maybe, Sports Talk with David in Billings, Montana. We'll see. But, yeah, like Steven said, uh, we appreciate uh, Christopher Sargent joining us. And like he Steven said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again. If you got anybody you want to interview uh, – We'll try to hit them up and try to get them on, and we really appreciate everybody. And like Stephen said, don't forget to subscribe. We love y'all, and we can't wait till next episode.